Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. Gang's all here. Kim, Allie, Ben, I'm Mike. And today we're going to take a look at how all the new interest surrounding UFO sightings and what's going on with that. And by the way, before we get started, we would love it if you would tap on the subscribe button. This helps us get more listeners and we love that. And then you also automatically get this downloaded to your device every single day. All right, we're going to start with the news, and here's Kim. Well, we have to start with yet another ransomware attack. I mean, first we had the pipeline, and now it's the world's largest meat processing company. They say they're getting back online. Production around the entire world was disrupted by this cyber attack just after the U.S. oil pipeline. So they got a ransomware demand from a criminal organization. Guess where they're based? Anyone? Russia. Oh, my gosh. Russia. (laughs) Yes, Russia it is. Uh, JBS is the second largest producer of beef, pork, and chicken in the United States. Now, let me ask all of you. Have you ever heard of JBS? I have not. Nope. I never had either. I thought maybe I was like the only one going like, oh, well, like, you know, facepalm. What's up with this? Okay. If they were to shut down for even one day, I looked this up, the U.S. would lose almost a quarter of its beef processing capability or the equivalent of 20,000 beef cows. That's just one day. I mean, talk about ground beef. (laughs) Sorry. I know that was bad. So the question is, is it right for companies to pay the ransom? Now, imagine if it were people that the terrorists had kidnapped. Now, the U.S. policy is generally not to pay because that gives more people an idea to make money. But the policy changes when life is on the line. So think about this. Pipelines and meat processing plants, they have a focus on their main business, right? They want to get the oil where it needs to be, and they need to make sure that the meat that you serve on your table is safe for you to consume. So when you think about it, making sure that their networks and servers are secure, it's probably like the second policy, right? So let me ask you a question. How many devices do you think the average person in the United States has access to? How many devices? What do you think, Ben? Well, you're not. You're probably like 92. Yeah, so yeah. there goes the not, there goes not a good the question curve, for me. <laughs> right? What do you think, Al? Five. I'm say ten. Oh, Mike, you're like you should play the lottery. All right, yes. winner. Uh, the average person has access to let's see, ten point three seven. I'm not sure what that point three seven device is. What do you think that is? That's an old phone. <laughs> an iPod. Yes, an old iPod. <laughs> that only holds like 16 songs yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, that's according to Statista. So when you start thinking about it, now we have more people have more devices. More people are uneducated about what do, they're doing with them. They're clicking links. They're downloading who knows what. Going to all kinds of sites for... All kinds of reasons, as you might imagine. So it's all about training, teaching people how to be smart, how not to fall for phishing, deep fakes, that sort of thing. And there are websites that will test your employees. Um, you send out a phishing scam email and you see who bites. Now, we totally did that. Jeremy and I are t genius. We did this. Uh, we set up a notice from Google that you needed to update your account password. Went to a totally bogus site. It looked real, but it wasn't. Two people in our organization fell for the scam, and I'm sad to say that my husband, Barry, was one of them. Called out. Yeah, that was a really fun dinner conversation, really. As I I told Barry, remember a con artist's favorite card game? 
is go fish. But it just, it really, it goes to show you, uh, Barry's a really smart guy. We all know that. He remembers everything. And it just goes to show you that anybody can fall for this stuff. Yeah, I looked at him like, how could you even think this was real? He's like, well, you know, it came from Jeremy and it said I needed to update my account password. And he was all flustered and all crazy and embarrassed. And I won't tell him that we are broadcasting this out <laughs> nationally. I think I even talked about it on the radio show, too. Yeah. But it did look totally real. And if you're looking for names of these companies, we have them over on the website at commando.com. That's a great information. We started off the show with awesome information. Up next, Amazon Sidewalk is launching next week. It is. Who remembers what Amazon Sidewalk is? I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they announced it like almost two years ago, quietly. And now it's finally coming online next week. So basically, they're going to take all of your Echo speakers and your Ring cameras and lights and turn those into like network extenders and then combine that with your neighbors and take a little bit of your home Internet with it. Now, see, this is fascinating to me. This is so incredibly smart of a company to do this because they are creating, in essence, a mesh network and they didn't have to put in any infrastructure. There's no cables. There's no fiber. There's no lines. Yeah. And we all paid for it. Exactly. And you're paying for it even again because you're giving them just a little smidgen of your Internet connection so that all these devices can be connected. Right. And you never. So let's say you have landscaping lights, smart landscaping lights at the end of the driveway. They'll never be too far away from the router. It'll be easier to find your lost keys because they're going to be working with tile, too. And your lost pet. You know, if you've got the, if you've got a tracker on them, it'll be easier with these network neighborhoods. At least that's the idea. But down the road, your Amazon package is coming with a little tracker on the inside. The drone is delivering a package with a little tracker on the inside. I mean, the, the, I would love to be able to sit down with the product manager, the guy who's in charge of the sidewalk or the gal and say, what do you see this technology being, say, 10 years from now? That's I'd, I'd love to know because they, you know, as far as what you worry about, they say it's totally encrypted, that you're not going to be able to, you know, spy on your neighbor's Internet and see what they're looking at. But what I mean, there's a lot of questions they haven't talked about. What happens if somebody's ring device gets hacked while you're sharing your Internet with them? Does that expose your network too? there are a lot of questions? You know, somebody's going to hack into this. You know, yeah. it's just Absolutely. a matter of time. I mean, it's just just give it time. Anything connected to the Internet. Is totally hackable. We all know that. Yeah. And it's going to happen. Well, like it or not, Amazon is flipping the switch next Tuesday. That's June 8th. And if you have the Alexa app, you're already opted in unless you go in and toggle that off, which we've got the details at commando.com, including the directions how to turn that off if you're not interested in trying this, uh, you know, neighborhood network experiment. Isn't that always fun when they just auto opt you in instead of it being like, it sh yeah, exactly. It should be like, oh, I want that. Not, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. Well, they're banking on all the people who are never going to open up the app and turn it off. It'll be interesting to see how many people actually do opt out out of like what percentage. It'll be two to 5%. I did. I opted really, I opted out too. Yeah. You're not going to try it. Not even. Well, you know me. I'll opt, I mean, I'll, I'll opt out. And then one day I'll be like, I wonder how that really works. Yeah, we'll let you be the guinea pig. It's like, well, my Wi-Fi works three houses down. I might keep it. <laughs> <laughs> a big tech breakup that might impact you and your money. Yes. Allie, you've got that story. I do. Some of our most popular articles over the years on Commander.com 
are about how to make money online. Sometimes that's selling your old devices. Sometimes it's selling stuff you have around the house. Or you can make a real go of it. You can buy and sell stuff online. And what site... Are you using for that? Mm, anyone? Anyone? eBay. Anyone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you do use eBay, there's a big change that might impact how you get paid. eBay and PayPal are breaking up. So for years, you could get paid right into your PayPal account. It was really easy to manage. Now eBay has removed the option. Some people are already seeing this. For some, it'll take weeks or months. eBay says, this is great. It streamlines the process. It makes it simpler to get paid. Uh, the consensus so far in the internet among sellers is this is worse. So now what happens when you get rid of the PayPal? Now you have to connect it right to your bank account. Alongside that, uh, it takes longer to get paid. It's not just this instant into your PayPal account. So it is taking longer. And of course, eBay also raised the fees a bit. So their fee used to be 10%. Now it is 12.8%. And if you sell a big item, that's a whole lot of money. Uh, there was just a Babe Ruth card that sold, 1993 card that sold for $400,000 recently. That would be like $51,000 in fees wow, for eBay. Wow, that is something. It is a ton of money. So this is rolling out now. If you sell things on eBay, um, go check your account. If you buy things, don't worry. You can still pay with PayPal, along with credit cards, debit cards, Apple Pay, Google Pay, all that fun stuff. I was looking around on eBay. Did you know there's a weird stuff Did category? you go down that rabbit hole? Uh, I sure yeah. Okay, this is yeah. the thing about Allie. I love this about you, is that she like sits there and she goes, you know, I wonder if... Or what? And then she like goes down. It's like and then it's like almost like we like have to pick her up off her back and go, come on back, girl. Come on. Come on in. All right. So you went down the eBay weird auction. Stuff. Weird stuff. Uh, the subcategories include slightly unusual, totally bizarre, and really weird. Okay. What do you find there? Now I want to know. Well, there's a lot of fart-themed stuff, <laughs> which is not really surprising. I found pretty cool and creepy a vintage straight jacket. That was like 475 bucks. I don't know who would buy that, but it was kind of like, ooh. Really? Yeah. A lot of taxidermy to animals. And uh, a cashew shaped like something that I will not say out loud on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I saw it's a, that. Is that you, what, you bid on that? <laughs> I saw that. I did not bid. <laughs> is it a male bodily part? It sure is. Oh, yeah. You know, I was going to put all my John Lennon memorabilia on eBay, but imagine all the PayPal <laughs> Oh, I know. That was that your was, best one that in was, a while. <laughs> yeah, that was good. All right. Oh, uh, wait. Whoa, whoa. We're not moving on. I no. got a question for you, Mike. Okay. okay. For those of you who are new to the podcast, the Commando Family Community, you may be unaware that our Mike James is one of the wealthiest men in the entire <laughs> world. He's by far the most handsome man. I think, weren't you on the cover of GQ? At some point. Uh, I think I, they'll I think have me was. there somewhere. Yeah. And he's like the nicest guy. He's a gentleman. And one of the things that I love about Michael is that every anytime we come into the parking lot at the same time, Mike, you always say to me, do you need help with anything? <laughs> I mean, just a Aww. wonderful, wonderful human being. So we just haven't found you, Mrs. Wright. So Allie and I took it upon ourselves and we sat there. Uh-oh. And we did the whole profile for you. I mean, and it was an amazing profile. I got to tell it you, it was good. I don't know was what good. was great about it, but I got a lot of people going, "Wow, I really like your profile." You know, because we put things in there that we want uh -huh. that likes to hike, right? Out. What else do yes. we put in there? A gentleman. Yes, a gentleman. A real estate mogul. Well, yeah, because now he owns land not and places not only here in Phoenix, but Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas yes. 
I mean, so, you know, your geographic abilities now just went to two states. Yeah. So we set you up on a dating website. Mm-hmm. And we taught you to went, you know, how to swipe left or right. Mm-hmm. Although we did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it was hard not to be mean. Mm-hmm. We did our best. Yeah. <laughs> we, we reined it in. We were nice. Okay. But one tip for anybody who's listening, if you're on it, do not take photos of yourself in front of a mirror. What else, Al? Holding your phone kind of under you. I think we've all had that moment where you accidentally open your camera and it's under you and you think like, oh my gosh, is that what I look like? People post these photos yeah, on the internet. Don't you know, do that. Anything that's looking up your chin, up your nose no. is definitely a bad shot. Mm-hmm. And then we had pictures of Mike in the studio. He looked great. They were awesome pictures. Fabulous. So how are we doing? Well, <clears throat> uh-oh. <laughs> I haven't app, I haven't opened the app in about three or four weeks because my phone keeps on losing the password and the uh, login information. So uh, I don't know. I got frustrated and uh, haven't gone back and got the password in there. Sounds like maybe the the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. Ooh. <laughs> so you, ha- you so. have to at least like try it. Oh yeah, no, I tried it for like two or three weeks, but again, every week it would lose the password. I'd have to go back and find the password and the login information put it in there then i think i save it then it's not there anymore maybe i gotta get one of those password managers all right so here's the deal Mm -hmm. if anyone's listening right now and you're interested in mike jay and you're an it professional because no 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 (laughs) i obviously don't know we we don't even need an it we just need uh, we need somebody who's who's breathing Uh (laughs) no no, i'm sorry michael ouch no i just we need a woman between uh, 25 and uh, 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe, don't maybe be that guy. Don't be that guy. We okay. don't want you to be that guy. So anybody, say a woman over 40. Uh-huh. Okay. And you have to be smart. Independent. That was one of, mm-hmm. yes, independent. He doesn't, he, he, I know, remember you like that gal who'd hang out at the clearance aisles on Target. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah. And, and if you like, you know, your first date to be like to Applebee's. Yep. And um, one of my favorites. And, you know, maybe Mike will pay. Maybe you won't. You know, I probably will. See, like there you go. Second Just, date. you know, send us your photo and like three words that describe you <laughs> to podcasts at commando dot com podcasts at commando.com and maybe we just need to go around the whole dating app michael maybe we need a brand new not true themed uh event of uh, you know maybe one of these weeks for about uh, apps for uh, single people bald anyway. how about bald men <laughs> bald brand new not true <laughs> All right. So brand new Not True is coming up in just a few minutes. Also, later on, Kim, you'll be back. Ben's has his uh, product review. Ben, what are you what are you reviewing today? Oh, it's a uh, wireless charger, but it turns your table into the charger. Oh, yeah. Table or desk. You want to just set your phone down. I'm glad you said that because when you said wireless charger, I'm sitting there going, oh, "Oh, my gosh, it's going to be so boring. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. How are are we going to make a wireless charger sound exciting? It's all in how, how, you know, how bubbly you make it sound. And just ahead, how to hide notifications on your phone's lock screen. It's Tech Refresh Podcast with Kim Commando and friends from commando.com. to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Brand new or not true is just ahead. Right now, though, how to hide notification contents on your phone's lock screen. Yeah, think about it. What personal information doesn't your phone store? 
Everything is in there. And of course, you want to protect your data from being exposed, but also prying eyes. So let's say you're out to dinner. And that still sounds weird saying that. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you have your phone sitting on the table, face up. You get notifications. You know, it could be a push notification, text message, social media. It doesn't matter if it's sensitive or something you're embarrassed for someone else to see. It's the principle you might want to just keep whatever it is hidden. And you can easily hide those lock screen notifications. You know, on an iPhone, just open settings, tap notifications, and then on show previews, you can choose always when unlocked or never. So if you choose when unlocked, you'll see there's a notification, but it won't show a preview of like text and a message. And that affects all apps, but you can also manually adjust notifications for individual apps. Now, Android, you have a few more options because it's Android, but to shut off all notifications, you know, like lock screen and otherwise open settings, apps and notifications, tab notifications. Wow, there's a lot of menus here. And then under oh, under the option notifications on lock screen, just select don't show notifications. Now, you, on Android, you can also hide silent notifications on your lock screen and, like Apple, turn off notifications for specific apps. Now, we have those directions and the instructions I just went over at commando.com. Just uh, search for notifications and yes, they'll probably uh, uh, pop right up. Right. How to hide uh, notifications on your lock screen. It's now time for America's newest national game show sensation where you can play and guess is it brand new or not true. Every week, literally thousands of new product sites, apps, and services are announced in the technology world. Some are destined for greatness, others not so much. Oftentimes, the products sound so crazy, outlandish, and just ridiculous. You sit back and think, what were they thinking? And then, all of a sudden, we've got another tech millionaire. When playing Brand New or Not True, we're going to present you, the home listener, with three products, sites, or ideas. It's up to you to decide which two of the three are fake, and there is one real product, which uh, Ben and I will try to guess, and you at home, make sure you guess, don't cheat don't look it up on google that's no fair you're going to beat us every time uh go ahead Allie. you've got the products this week i do this week we've got three apps first one if you are not very photogenic taking pictures isn't very fun but with a little coaching everybody can look great in a picture maybe you need to turn your head a little put your chin down smile a little bigger whatever it'd be great if you had a photographer by your side for every photo that's not going to happen instead you can use pose selfie camera there are a ton of selfie apps out there most of them use filters that try to make you look better or look like someone else altogether. Pose isn't trying to change your appearance. Instead, it's trying to help you find the very best angles for your face based on AI that's analyzed hundreds of thousands of photos. You open it up, you put your face in the frame, and you'll get subtle cues from the app about where to look, how to tilt your head, which way to turn, even how to adjust your smile. Now, this is all based on algorithms and general principles that apply to most faces. We all look better with our chin down a little bit, our eyes wide a slight smile. You can train it too, though. After you're done taking photos, you can tell Pose which ones you think you look best in, and then it can start to customize the cues that you get. You can even upload your favorite photos of yourself to train it even more. Pose is free, it's ad-supported, and you can download it for Apple or Android. Okay, that's a good one. As always, you've got great products. Product number two. Number two, there is no question social media is addicting. Even if you're trying to avoid Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, 
If you get bored enough, you might find yourself just kind of endlessly scrolling through your timeline. If cutting these out cold turkey isn't working for you, try Binky. This app <laughs> looks just like a social media platform. There are photos that you can like and share. You can leave comments. You can swipe left and right like Tinder. What's the difference? Well, Binky is social media without the social part. Instead of seeing photos from your friends and family, Binky is filled with random images. There are fake feeds of food, animals, furniture, all kinds of stuff. No one is going to see your likes or read your comments. There's no algorithm, no trolls, no mean comments. So you get the satisfaction of scrolling and liking without the bad parts. Of course, yeah, there's not really any real connection either, but it might be enough to break your addiction. Binky, also free, only available for iPhone. Okay, go ahead. All right. When you want to go out to eat, maybe you're craving a specific type of cuisine. Lately, all I want is Mexican food or Vietnamese food. It's pretty easy to find the best options in your area using apps like Yelp, right? But what if you're craving a really specific meal or food? Say I want the best fish taco in town or the tastiest banh mi. Well, you open up Crave Food Finder. Crave uses APIs from Yelp, Eater, and OpenTable, along with real user reviews and their own editor's picks to help you find the best version of whatever you want to eat. It works just like you'd imagine. You open it up, search for what you're craving, enter in how far you're willing to drive, and you'll get back a list of options. After you try out whatever you're craving, you can review it and help fellow users too. Just like the others, Crave Food Finder is free to download for Android and iOS, and right now it's available in 20 cities. Crave Food Finder. I like it. Well, okay, so the, the three products are the Pose Selfie Camera. Uh, it's based on AI. gives you the, your best look at your face. Uh, Binky is uh, is the social media without the social part. You uh, roam images, like, dislike. Uh, and then finally, the Crave Food Finder. It's very specific. If you want an exact type of meal or whatever, you can put that in there, and it'll tell you uh, where you go and how far you need to go. Yep. Um, I love the products, all of them. I'm going to eliminate first the binky, which is usually the real one, Ben. That's your first clue right there. Uh, it doesn't sound like anybody would have a lot of fun just roaming random images, as I understand it. And again, social media is the social part is the real addictive part. So I'm going to take that out. Pose selfie camera based on AI. Um, I It seems that's also very unlikely to me well i mean people would use it we're all narcissists and so we love taking selfies and we like to look our best but um i think there's articles and stuff out there uh so i'm gonna eliminate that one and i'm gonna say that the crave food finder is really interesting and uh you know, Yelp is so successful. I'm sure people are out there trying to copy Yelp just with a different angle. So I'm going to say that's the real product. Okay. See, we have this like psychological game, you know, because there, there's always like <laughs> something that sounds obvious. Right. And it's not. Now, first off, I'm going to eliminate the selfie camera. That's just me. It sounds right. But it's like, it's like, it sounds like they're trying to trick you. This is how you get facial recognition. Oh, we'll fix your pictures. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. So that sounds pretty devious if that was real. So I'm just going to, I'm going to eliminate that one right now. So then it comes down to the other two. And I was, I was ready just to say Crave was, you know, the real thing. And it might be, but that sounds like the curveball. Yep. And so... I could be wrong, but I'm going to say Crave is fake, and I'm going to go with Binky as the real deal. Let me just make a little observation real quick. I think we've gone from evaluating the products 
to playing a game. <laughs> and that's not so fun. Uh-huh. All right. Poe's selfie camera is definitely fake. I could so see this being real, though. This this is research that's been done, and all of this kind of AI exists. It's just not an app because, yeah, that's who would sign up for that, right. feeding your face into that facial recognition. All right. The last two, you two split. Ben, you're right. Binky is real. Oh, Ben, you're on a huge roll. You have won like like the products we both missed last week. You won the week before. I think the products before that. I mean, are you ever going to lose? Well, I thought, you know, tables were going to turn new month and then like your luck turns. There. (laughs) No, no way. Well, great products as always Allie Ben thank you for uh, for winning and making me a loser at least one more time and uh, uh, th- that's it for this week's edition of brand new or not true all the newest interesting UFO sightings are uh, coming up next in our deep dive also the scam of the week think twice before you unsubscribe from email it's tech refresh with Kim Commando and friends from commando.com Welcome back to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Every week we give you the inside scoop on what's going on in tech, so you're the source of tech information for your friends and family. Still to come, Ben's product review. He's going to be uh, reviewing an invisible charger that you can just put on your desk. It's a cool product. Uh, Also, a paralyzed man just took his first steps in 21 years through the use of technology. We'll have that. Hey, Ben, you've got the story of all the new interest ufo sightings what's that about okay well i don't know but i'm going to try to contain my excitement about this (laughs) one because i don't know about you guys but since i was a kid i've always been fascinated by reports of the sightings you know but i've always been sci-fi star trek star wars all that and i know plenty are hoaxes easily debunked but if you look at the notoriety the past few years you know when no one was really paying attention last year for instance the pandemic was just really hitting its stride the u.s government goes and unclassifies three videos taken by the navy of UFOs. Can't I really saw be, those. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch them, but I saw them on YouTube. Yeah, they They're can't cool. really be explained. And at some point this month, the Pentagon is supposed to release a report to Congress about you know their investigation UFO sightings by U.S. military members. Now, I'm in some serious suspense mm-hmm. about what's in that report. You know, is it going to be definitive details about UFOs? Does the government believe extraterrestrial life is visiting this planet on the regular? You know, or is it going to be downplayed like it has been for decades? You know, weather balloons, experimental aircrafts from other countries. Um, you know, I, I definitely don't believe every UFO report I've heard about. But I, you know, personally, I do believe there's something out there. Maybe this stopped here from time to time. But here's what I don't get. As of the last 15 years or so, why are these visits, these incidents that are caught on camera, still the same bad quality? You know, oh, I'm going to put down my iPhone that shoots in 4K video. Where's that old Polaroid? Mm-hmm. You know, and so you see these. I don't know. So what about you guys? Are you curious about this report? Do you even believe in UFOs in any way? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think the universe is so big that the idea that there's nothing else out there um, 
seems pretty crazy to me. So yeah, I think there is. I Whether they have come to Earth, I don't know about that. Um, that seems like more of a stretch to me. I think it's really interesting how a lot of this stuff went from kind of people that seemed pretty nuts, like conspiracy theory, very um, over-the-top stuff in years past. And now it's, you know, former Navy officials, former government uh, employees, people that seem a lot more credible and have seen a lot of this stuff. So I think that part of it is really interesting that it's gone from this really kind of, if you believed this, maybe you seemed a little wacko. And now, yeah, a lot of people believe this stuff. I agree, Allie. I think um, it's until you disprove something, then you have to keep your mind open to the possibility, right? And this almost can't be disproved because we don't know what's out there. So um, I'm, you know, I'm skeptical on a lot of these uh, uh, sightings, but uh, for the most part, I, I can't say that they're not real. Did you watch those videos that were they're released? I did. I did. I mean, and they're they're taken with like you know cameras built into you know fighter jets yeah. and at night, so it, you know grainy. But you see that, you know, they're moving in ways that, you know, it seems to defy physics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it usually is, right? It's not just like, oh, that thing is shaped kind of oddly mm -hmm. or I've never seen that before. But it's it's things that move in ways that we don't have things that move that way. So, yeah, I think that's where it gets really interesting. You should watch those videos, Mike. They're neat. OK. Yeah. You can hear the pilot saying like, what the heck is that? Is that right? Yeah. 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 Well, there was a big UFO sighting here in Phoenix before I moved here. Uh, I think it was in the 90s and Phoenix they had the five lights. Yeah. But that was kind of debunked, wasn't it? Because it was runway lights or something. I don't know that were reflecting on the clouds. I don't remember if it was debunked. I, I know there have been documentaries on it because there were a lot of people being at, uh, I, I want to say, sporting events who could, who could see. We saw it. the same yeah. thing. But it's been... It's been a few years since I've even watched that. I don't remember if they had a, a rational explanation for what those were. It's a Tech Refresh podcast with Kim Commando and friends. One of the things we promise every week is to keep you from getting scammed. So every week we take a look at a new scam that you need to watch out for. And this week it's think twice before unsubscribing from an email. Yes, there are about 122 billion spam emails sent every day. Over 50%. Of all emails sent in a 24-hour period are spam. That is mind-boggling to me. So there's one way to get rid of spam that we all know. You unsubscribe. You hit the link at the bottom of the email you don't want. Great. Well, in practice, not really so much anymore. Cyber criminals and scammers are using those unsubscribe links to trick you. So say you're unsubscribed for something that you don't remember signing up for. You click that button and then, hey, why am I getting so much more spam? Turns out that when you're providing your email address to verify the unsubscribe, you're actually signing yourself up for more. Okay, so what can you do about it? If you can't just trust to hit unsubscribe on certain messages, what do you do? You can do two things. You can mark something as spam. So all email providers and software programs can tag things as spam. You can't have an email account that can't anymore. So if you get something sketchy or mail that you don't remember signing up for, maybe there's a weird link in there to unsubscribe, just tag it as spam. Your email provider then knows, hey, messages coming from here maybe aren't safe. You can also block the sender. So just like marking something as spam, you can prevent the sender from sending you more email by just blocking them. Never reply or respond to any of these emails. It'll only make it worse. You know, don't open it up and say stop. Just mark it as spam, block the sender, and move on. 
That's why I like Google Mail is because you can do that. Now, I think uh, no matter what provider you're using for your mail, you sign in through Google or Gmail and you can block them or, you know, put them in different categories. Yeah, they make unsubscribing really easy, too. You, you, you can just do it right there in your inbox. You don't have to go to a separate website. Okay. Up next, Kim is back and we've got Ben's product review, a uh, invisible charger. Very cool. Paralyzed man just took his first 20 steps in 21 years. We'll cover that. It's the Tech Refresh podcast with Kim Commando and friends from commando.com. Thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast heard exclusively on the Kim Commando Explains podcast from commander.com. If you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button so you get these podcasts delivered automatically every Friday with the Kim Commando Explains podcast. It also gets you the special feature it includes this week about search engine optimization. Now, if you own a business and you have a website and you're trying to get to the top of the list for uh, optimizing your website or being the first on the list on Google, you have to listen to this podcast. Steve Weidman is an expert. Kim interviews Steve, and you're going to learn a lot. That, again, is on the Kim Commando Explains podcast. But right now, Kim is back, and we have a product review from Ben. So, Kim, we've uh, we've had discussions about this one before. The Q-Labs UTS-1, which doesn't sound like a very exciting name, <laughs> but it's a wireless charger for your phone that you don't see. You know what? When we got this press release and the product sample was available, I reluctantly hit the forward button. Just reluctantly. I thought, you know what? I should keep this one. I'm like, no, give it to Ben. Keep it. No, give it to Ben. Keep. I send it off well, to you. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad it went that way. See, no cord clutter, no bulky stands. It mounts under your desktop or a compatible table, you know, wood, glass, just not metal. And it conducts electricity through the surface through electromagnetic Induction. So I get this thing. There's a little assembly required. Well, well, let's just back up a second. So the whole idea is that instead of you having to find a charger and a cable, that you can just lay your phone down on your desk. Yeah. And like magic, it goes, oh, thank you. More batteries. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, no clutter, nothing just like, you know, stacking up on your desk. But it does. It's it's not as easy to plug in as it would be just a cord or a stand. Uh, You have to make sure, you know, little things like it can't be more than an inch thick. And then you've got to like find the spot and do a little calibration. Then you have to mount it underneath. Double-sided tape is the easiest. And then you put like a sticker decal on top. Uh, Basically, X marks the spot of where you can set your phone once you get it calibrated. So what's nice is that even if you forget it's there, like you forget it's charging, it's got foreign object detection. So... You know, if you just set something on top of it, it's not going to try to charge your car keys or something. You know, you, know, <laughs> you pick up your key like, Rawr. <laughs> yeah. and it actually, I thought it was going to take longer to install. It took about 30 minutes to get everything just because I hadn't done it before. But, you know, a couple caveats. It doesn't turn the entire surface, like your whole desktop or the whole table, into a charger. A very, it just turns a very specific spot into it. So choose wisely. Because it's hard to move. Oh, is it? Double-sided tape. Did you try to move it? No. Oh, okay. If you end up with your phone kind of half on, half off, will it charge? Or does it have to be really right It needs to be on it. Yeah. It needs to be on it. Now, I've tried. But that that brings me to mind. So you have to take the case off? I don't. I don't. It's a... I, I think if you have a like like an otter box or some kind of something big like that, yeah, you probably I think take you're going to have problems. But it's called a fast charger, 
but it's not all that fast. And the big and the big thing for me, it doesn't work so well if you have an iPhone 12. And that's because of MagSafe. All the iPhone 12s have MagSafe, so it's got a little bit of magnetic. It works, but it's not fast. And if you have an iPhone 12 Pro Max, it's got that thicker camera module on the back. So that makes it even less. So, yes, I can put it down on the table and it works. But, I mean, it is like I could leave it there for hours and it'd probably take, you know, it still wouldn't be fully charged. But it's kind of like the Jetsons type thing. Oh, yeah, it is. I show it to everybody. It's like, hey, look at this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care how fast it charges. He doesn't tell me it doesn't work. Uh, Do you need a charge? (laughs) Mike, there's a a dating idea for you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you need a charge? There you go. So uh, how much was it, and did you say how much it was, and then how big do they say this, the desk can be, the width What did you say? It get, the, it has to be an inch thick? It can be any more than an inch thick. Okay. And there's a couple settings for that, but yeah, it's uh, $105 for each Ooh, one. Hmm. That's a lot. It is a lot, It is, but it is a novelty. It is you know, kind of like that Lenovo. It's the first of its kind, so of course they're going to be charging more of a premium. But it is a cool little trick to show. It's not so good if you have an iPhone 12. Works great. You know, my wife has an iPhone 11. The kids use it sometimes with their iPhones. It is. It works well for that. For my situation, the Pro Max, take mm-hmm. it or leave it. It works. I think we're slow. waiting for like the 3.0 version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It turns your whole yeah. desk into a Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm checking their site every few days. You know, yeah. they're see. supposedly, they're working on a paint. Whoa. Yeah, they're working on a wall paint that would be electric conductive. They're working on conductive paint so that you would just paint your walls and then whatever's inside would just be charging automatically. That's incredible. But can you hear the people saying like, cancer box, get out, don't do it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then what, what kind of phones though? Just got one more question. What kind of phones? I mean, do they have to be like brand new phones? Are they very limited or do new. a lot of phones? It can be basically any phone that's compatible with wireless charging. So it can be iPhone, Samsung, you know, just pretty much most phones made within the past five plus years, uh, even longer for a lot of the Androids. Hey, finally, we've got a paralyzed man that took his first steps in 21 years through technology. Yeah, back in 2000, uh, an Indy race car driver, his name is Sam Schmidt. He was in a racing accident. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Really Rick. scary accident. Left him paralyzed from the shoulders down. He was lucky to live, really. But it had been 21 years since he could walk until now. There was a team of engineers at Aero Electronics, and they created what they're calling an exoskeleton that supports his legs. It lets him stand up and he can even take steps. He just needs somebody behind to help him balance. Um, he was talking to the day show. He said, I've almost ran out of words to describe the feeling in this entire process. I didn't remember what the view was like. I hadn't gotten a full body hug in 21 years. So he's got to have some really wonderful moments. Um, a few years ago, Schmidt got back behind the wheel. He has been driving a specially designed Corvette that he can control using the movement of his head. Um, he's even competed in a few races. He said, People definitely think he's crazy to go back to the sport that put him in a wheelchair, but he's been doing it since he was five racing cars. It's his passion. Now, the exoskeleton is on version one, but in the meantime, the current one has helped him do something really, really special. He got to dance with his daughter at her wedding. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great how how technology, again, can change lives. And that's just the beginning. Think of all the people out there that now have hope that this could be coming to them. I just wonder what's coming like 10 years from now, you know, five, 10 years. What, yeah. what are some of the other breakthroughs that will become commonplace? It's yeah. amazing. 
Hey, if you'd like to comment about the podcast, good or bad, mostly good, send us an email to podcast at commando.com. Again, that's podcast at commando.com. On behalf of Kim, Ben, Allie, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time. And for the latest digital news and articles anytime, go to commando.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. Thank you.